welcome back to another episode of Interview You. I'm excited uh, because the person we have on today is somebody that's near to my heart, somebody I've known for a little while, um, actually connected through basketball. And so I wanted to bring him on because I know he has a lot of wisdom. He has some great things going on um, as far as the coaching side of ball. So without further ado, I would like to welcome to you guys, Coach Scott Newman's Coach, how you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good, Lewis. How you doing, brother? Doing well, man. So, you know, we we go back to our days of uh, playing Midwest Pro Ball, man. Uh, not That's actually right. playing, but coaching um, against one another. I had a team out of Lima, Ohio. Um, you was coaching a team out of uh, the Detroit area. So want to kind of uh, get into that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, right. And uh, so we're going to get into that definitely in a little bit. Um, but like always, man, um, just want the viewers to kind of get a sense of who you are, where you come from, how basketball um, started um, in your life. So let's take us back all the way to the first uh, mention, the first uh, experience of basketball for you. Where did that begin? Uh, the first time I ever played organized basketball was uh, in the Detroit Pal League. Uh, the coach uh, was um, a friend of mine, a good friend of mine's dad, you know. So I was in maybe in about the fifth or sixth grade I started playing uh, pal, pal basketball uh, down at the uh, – they used to call it 1300 Bobian, which is the uh, police gym. Mm -hmm. You know, so that's where I uh, officially began playing basketball organized. Before that, you know, as all kids do, uh, we start off in the backyards playing and uh, getting to know, you know, imitating and emulating, you know, our favorite uh, basketball players. Uh, you know, I tell everybody my, my first uh, basketball hero was uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so when I realized I wasn't going to be that tall, <laughs> it, uh, you know, it switched to Tiny Archibald for a little while. And uh, after that, uh, you know, 80, 81, in came Isaiah Thomas to uh, the Detroit Pistons. And yeah. so uh, that became my basketball hero. Uh, but what really spurred uh, and inspired me was uh, the game, I believe it was in 84, Isaiah scored like 16 points and like 90 seconds down at uh, Joe Lewis Arena, I believe it was, and uh, against the New York Knicks. And uh, that, uh, <laughs> that inspired me. And from that point on, you know, I really uh, fell in love with basketball and uh, wanted to, uh, you know, take it as far as I could. So let's talk about that that next step. Um, and he, I haven't I haven't asked you these questions about playing. We've always known each other on the coaching level. Yeah. But you know, high school. Do you you played in high school? Yes, I did. Yeah, played uh played four years of uh, high school basketball. Uh, uh, the last two years on the varsity. Um, graduated from uh, Royal Oak Shrine High School uh, in nineteen eighty nine. Uh, which is a Catholic school out here in the uh, metro Detroit area. Played there, uh, had a good high school career, uh, went on to uh, Marshalltown Community College in Marshalltown, Iowa, you know, where I was all region out there. Uh, had two good seasons out there. And then I finished my career at uh, Grandview 
College, which is now Grandview University in uh, Des Moines, Iowa. Okay. Uh, laid out there. Uh, and um, after it was over, finished in 93, uh, I've been coaching ever since. So 93, 94, up until now, which that's probably maybe about 26 years. Okay. You know, matter of fact, going on 27 years, I've been coaching straight at all levels, um, high school, junior college, uh, NAIA, um, and now uh, this will be my eighth year on the pro professional level. I've been on the professional level, minor league, uh, and uh, NBA Canada, NBL Canada, which they don't consider itself a minor league, so I have to correct myself on that. But I coached in the ABA, uh, and then 12-13, uh, and, and then uh, since 13, 14, I've been with uh, the Windsor Express in the National Basketball League of Canada. The first four years, I was uh, you know player development and worked my way up to my fourth year to associate head coach. Uh, 17, 18, uh, I took a high school job at Detroit Community, Community High School. Uh, but then I, I still stayed on with the Express, which I am now going on my third year as director of pro scouting. Okay. You know, so uh, um, I'm still involved with that and in that role, just basically uh, scouting players for the team and, and helping to acquire players for the team. So okay. uh, um, I've been enjoying it, man. been enjoying it for, for this uh, last 26, 27-year ride, man. Good stuff, man. So let's uh, take it back a little bit. You know, you play played in college. Where did where did where did you take that turn? How did you know that um, you wanted to be a coach? Like where where what happened? Like how did you realize that? Where where did that turn happen in your life? Well, um, I, I would say you know, like everybody, uh, like a lot of players, you want to play as long as you could. Uh, going back uh, during the time that I finished college basketball, they weren't there. There weren't as many professional, semi-pro or minor leagues around as it is today. So it wasn't that many options. So if you didn't have connections, uh, it was kind of hard to maybe get overseas someplace. I, you know, I took place and I took part in a, a professional combine, played well. Uh, but what I did was from 93 to 98 I played uh exhibition basketball uh, I had my own team from 90 95 to 98 called team wildfire and and, and it, we basically function as I don't know if you remember the old athletes in action team and marathon oil teams yeah that, that would play preseason college uh exhibitions against colleges and universities so I did that uh like I said, I finished college in 93, lived in Des Moines to 95, uh, 93 to 95. I played with a team in, in Des Moines called uh, Athletes Fighting Substance Abuse, which was an exhibition tour team. And yeah. so uh, I, I started my own team once I moved back home from 95 to 98. And we played uh, a lot of the colleges and universities in the Midwest. Over three years, we played 33 games. Uh, and uh, served as basically an exhibition team. Uh, so I, I was able to play, you know, for those five years post-college. Uh, and that kind of 
uh, you know, as as uh, a lot of people say, you know, they kind of got my my basketball Jones. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, I kind of got my fix doing that. But uh, like I said, ninety five and ninety eight, I was still, I was the head coach, player coach, and the general manager. So I I got you know filled the roster with a a, a, a few friends of mine who had finished playing college ball around the same time. Uh, I made the schedule. Uh, secured the contracts we traveled and uh did that for three years to 98 and then i was able to get on the uh the college level around here so i cut that down and then i just kind of transitioned onto the coaching side you know while i was still playing uh you know i still had to get a job so i was still working <laughs> you know i couldn't just i couldn't just uh play basketball i had got my degree but i got a job and like i said it wasn't a lot of pro uh, options available during that time so uh that's how i kind of transitioned into the coaching side you know uh just to stay around the game and i found my passion and i found my love uh coaching basketball so that's how that worked so talking about that passion and that love what what lights your fire about coaching i mean i know there's i mean for us coaches a lot of things but uh <laughs> what yeah. what lights your i mean you know, for me I'll be honest, like it's it's one of the it's the next best thing to play in, like yeah. to be able to like play, but then still be around the game in a in a teaching aspect to be able yeah. to pour into the young players, you know, the years and years of things that we've learned, man. What 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 is your passion with coaching? Like, can you identify? It don't have to be one thing. <laughs> it's a loaded question, yeah. but yeah, what what drives you? Well, I think. Um... You know, what they say is, you know, when, when you find something you truly love anything or that you're passionate about, you never uh, work a day <laughs> in your life. You know, uh, in terms of basketball, it's not work for me, not work for me, any aspect of that. You know, uh, I know when I get between those lines and I'm teaching and I'm, I'm motivating and I'm, 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 I'm helping to develop players and helping to develop young men. Uh, you know, it's something is it's kind of hard to explain, but I can feel that that's where I belong and that's what I was meant to do, you know. So I, I, I have a, a, a passion of, you know, mentoring uh, young, young, young kids and particularly young men uh, and, and showing them the right way, you know, to, to become a better person and a better basketball player. So it's just something that I, that I feel with, with, within my soul, you know, that this is what I was meant to do because it's not work to me. It's not work at all. Yeah, that's good stuff, man. And, and I always say, you know, in talking to coaches and even some athletes that, <clears throat> you know, you have a regular job, that's, that's yeah. one type of job. But yeah. coaching is not a regular job. Yeah. You know, coaching is something that, you know, you literally have to pour yourself into because it won't be as effective as you want it to be without you pulling everything from within. Because it's, a, it's, a, it's something about, you know, in, in, even when we were uh, coaching against each other and, and teams were playing against each other, it's something about seeing the success of the young people or having a young young man that you've been able to mentor and now they've been on your team, you're able to pour into them, and then they get that opportunity to go overseas or they get that next step in their career where they're able to go and prosper. Um, right. 
and had, you know, previously been in your program or, 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 or under your tutelage. Talk about the joy of that part. You know, I know there's a few young men that, you know, went through your program during the time we were playing um, that went on to, to play the next level. Like, talk about that joy once you see that kind of thing happen. Yeah, it's, it's, it's something to take pride in. As I mentioned earlier, I was a, a product of uh, junior college basketball. And uh, sometimes uh, the junior college player gets a, a bad reputation or is a misnomer about junior college. I, I, everybody who goes to junior college is not somebody who has bad grades. And I wasn't that. I was a qualifier out of high school. Uh, I had uh, I was on the honor roll junior senior year. I just was under recruited. So uh, with that being said, you know, I know what junior college did for me as a player. I was able to reach my goal, you know, and, and move on and get re-recruited. So on this uh, minor league level in terms of basketball, NBL Canada, whatever it is, our, our mission is to uh, – help players acquire better jobs, you know, and move them on. We've moved players since I've uh, been with uh, the Windsor Express. We've moved players on to uh, other higher paying jobs around the globe. Uh, some of our players have got drafted into the, the D League, which is now the G League. So I, I take pride in helping a young man uh, um, reach his goal. Of, uh, I was a junior college coach for six years of, of going Division One or going Division Two, you know, uh, or helping develop a player on this pro level to get a better playing job and help him to be a, a better professional basketball player and a, be and a better man, you know. So uh, that was done for me. Uh, my junior college coach uh, is now coaching. His name is Mike Marquis. He's now coaching uh, Tyler Junior College in Texas. He's 19th year he just won uh, over 650 games and you know this guy has been a mentor to me and he helped me get to where I need to go every time I needed him in terms of uh, anything in life uh, a reference or, or, or a job uh, you know to I was interviewing maybe for a high school job or whatever coaching job I was interviewing even if I didn't get it when I called him he was there for me so I've taken that and that's how I want to be for the players every player who I've coached, you know, over the years as a head coach or as an assistant, you know, uh, I, I, you know, enjoy and I take pride in the fact that these guys have, you know, invited me to their weddings, you know, what I'm right. saying? invited me to their, to their uh, uh, college graduations when they got their degree, still call me to this day because, you know, I took the time and I, I put the time in to help them to get a scholarship somewhere. Understand what I'm saying? Yeah, man. So, so that's what it's about, man. It's, it's not about me. You know, it's about these kids. It's about these young men. You know, it's about helping them to reach their goals like uh, I was able to reach mine. Yeah, that, that's amazing stuff, man. It reminds me of a conversation I was having while I was uh, mentoring a younger coach the other day. Um, he was just asking me, how can I max out my opportunity where I'm at now? And one of the things I told him was, you know, you have to max out where you were. I gave him an example when I was at Central State coaching. Right. You know, I, I made sure I involved myself with the players. Like sometimes if if my players were in student government, I would just show up at a student government meeting just to check out and be a part of what they're doing. Like yeah. I, I made a conscious effort to involve myself, not just see them on the court, 
teach them something and then see you next practice. And it just sounds like that's what you did. You took a little more care rather than just, hey, what they can do for me on the court. I want to be involved in their life. And then now oh, yeah. when it turns around, you know, now, you know, a player knows when you care. That's one of the things I always say. They know when you care. They know when you don't care. And that's so right. to be able to see the fruits of that and, and, and them reach out later in life uh, to show their appreciation or just connect you with what's going on in there every day. You know, it's an amazing feeling, man. And so um, that the next thing on that is, you know, I wanted to express my appreciation for you, man, on air, because, you know, even after our teams, you know, we had, you know, direct connection, you know, once you got with the Windsor Express, um, you always reached out to me, man, and gave me little wisdom nuggets. Um, you, you also opened the door for me uh, where my team actually had the chance to come to Canada and play against your team, man. Um, in the network, man, just, I appreciate that, man. And so right. with that, talk a little bit about networking and just having those connections and maybe a story that you may have that kind of helped you to get to where you might be. Um, if you have anything on that, just share it. Cause you know, in basketball network is very strong and, and, and it shows with our relationship. And so, you know, yeah. talk about networking a little bit. Well, I think it's, it's, it's very important uh in all aspects of of life uh particularly you know in this coaching profession the old saying is it's not what you know it's who you know yeah you know, who you know will help you get the job and what you know is going to allow you to keep that job yeah. you know so uh for these past 26 27 years uh you know I, i've been grinding man I, i've been been coaching i've been in the boiler room you know what I'm saying? I mean, the, the, the two head coaching jobs on the high school level, level that I've had, you know, those were prime situations. You know, uh, I, I just recently, uh, I don't know if you know, but I uh, was named the head coach of the, and general manager of the Detroit Cobras, which would be a, a little minor league semi-pro team in the, uh, in the playing in the official basketball association. The mission of that league is like I said before to help move guys on, you mm -hmm. know. And so I, I've I've taken this position uh, to uh, better myself and also to help others. And guess what? I'm not getting paid a dime. You know what I'm saying? I'm not getting paid a dime for this. I, I'm doing this because, well, let me say this much: I'm getting paid an experience. Understand what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm getting paid an experience, not getting paid money. So. It's a bigger picture for me uh, uh, down the road. But to go back to your your, your original question, uh, what you know is going to help, you know, uh, who you know, excuse me, is really going to help open some doors for you in the future. So it, it's about networking. It's about going to clinics. <clears throat> it's about uh, uh, positive and, and relationships with whoever you meet uh, and, and making sure that you're uh, you know, the best person that you can be, you know, having some integrity, having a, uh, uh, being of character, being, you know, an honest person, you know, so people know that they can trust you, you know, once you get that relationship and then they can trust you, then, you know, uh, I'm sure uh, in the future, hopefully, you know, somebody will, you know, look out for you or, or, or pull you in you know, because of the relationship they have, because they know that you're a good guy or, or a good girl and that you're a hard worker, 
So it's about meeting people. It's about, uh, uh, you know, gaining experience. Uh, if you want to be a coach, whatever it is, finding you uh, a place to coach, finding you a place to volunteer and, and assist so you can put it on your resume. You know, you can't go in the, into every job uh, on these lower levels saying, well, how much I'm going to get paid? You know, I've, I've never took a coaching position asking how much I'm going to get paid. And if it's X amount, oh, no, I don't I don't take that. Now, if it's, if it's money there for me, oh, yes, of course, I, I'll be happy to, you know, I, I, to accept. But I've never taken a job asking how much I'm going to get paid. For me, it's more importantly in, in gaining that experience, which is going to help me down the road. And then eventually it'll pay off which I, what I'm hoping for. Man, that's good stuff because we have a uh, a, a lot of coaches, um, athletes as well, but coaches um, that listen in. Man, that's a good wisdom nugget for, for especially for young coaches because they're they're trying to <clears throat> build a repertoire, their, their resume, um, and you know just just build themselves in the game. And, and so that's a um, sometimes you know people can and coaches can look over a good opportunity by looking at the money. Yes. You know, and my thing is, once you get in a good position, the money can be a certain level, but your creativity can raise that. You know, there's there's, there's so many things you can do, your camps, different things. It's yes. a lot of yeah. things, a lot of ways to increase that bottom dollar for you. Um, and so as we transition a little bit, you know, talk to these coaches. Um, you know, I know you've had an opportunity to, to, to gain so much wisdom over the years um, but as we, uh, go down the road to conclude everything today, what's something that, you know, if you could pick one or two experiences that you went through that, that just served as a valuable, uh, teacher for you, what's something that you can leave with a coach today that they can take away from this interview and say, you know what, man, I needed that. I could take that. I can live on that thing. What was something like that, that you can leave with them? Well, I would say, you know, over the years. Uh, coaching uh, with and being a, maybe assistant coach for uh, a couple of different people. Uh, what I've learned more importantly than what to do is maybe what not to do, mm -hmm. you know, uh, and how to treat, you know, your assistant coaches and to be of a, a person of uh, character and, uh, and values. You know, so uh, I've taken a lot of things from everybody that I've coached with and assisted. But more importantly, I've learned, you know, what not to do. You know, so some of the mistakes or things that I didn't think were right from uh, people that I've worked for, I made sure that I jotted that down and said, OK, when I become a head coach, this is what I don't want to do. Right. You know, one of. Uh, the guys who would, you know, my, my, my college coach, um, my senior year was, uh, Nick nurse at the time, who was now the head coach of the Toronto Raptors. Right. And, uh, once, once we were done, once my career was over where I remember being in his office and, you know, just asked him, how did he, you know, what did he do to get started in his career. He said, you know, he was a graduate assistant for Elder Miller at Northern Iowa. And, you know, he made sure that he jotted everything down in practice that uh, or what Elder Miller said and kept a notebook. So that was something that I've taken 
since the start of my coaching career. I don't, I've never told him that, you know. Uh, I don't know if he knows that we communicate, you know, uh, during the season a few times uh, since he's been with the Raptors and things of that nature. But I, I, I've, I've kept a notebook of, of, of plays, drills, philosophies uh, over 26 or 27 years. I'm now on my second notebook. And I keep that with me at all times. So I'm constantly learning, constantly growing, constantly evolving as a coach. So when I see a certain play or, or drill or if I attend a practice of one of these colleges around here, Oakland University, University of Detroit or something of that nature, and I see something, I write it down and I keep it you know, on file so I can refer to it in the future. So you know, one of the devices that one advice I would give coaches is to make sure you, you, you know, you keep a notebook, you know, of, of, of things, you know, cause you can't remember everything. So, but that you have something to go back and, and fall back on when you want to say, listen, I want, I want to run this, a, a different version on this, uh, um, three man weave or this, uh, three on two, two on one drill. How did I teach that? How did that go? You know, so you write that down and, you know, so you can refer to it in your notes and keep that over the years and then be able to help you to grow and evolve and become a better coach. Man, that's really good stuff, man, because you and I both know so much information. I mean, there's endless amounts of information um, out there. <laughs> I mean, we get throughout the season, watching ball, going to clinics, going to symposiums. I mean, it's just it's unlimited. So. And I find that when you keep that information, man, it begins to shape your identity. And, you know, it's, it's funny how when you can see um, a coach that's part of a coaching tree, you can see some similarities down the line. You know, although each coach develops their own identity, you can see right. some of the same similarities. So that's it's really good to have people like uh, Coach Nurse like in your corner that you know you you've learned from and um able to reach out to and connect with um one of the other things i want to mention to you too because you know with you scouting pro talent um for the pro team that you're involved in uh, the windsor express there in uh, windsor canada um what can you say and leave with an athlete that is trying to reach that pro goal um and they're they're you know, they're, they're looking for what to do. I mean, there's a lot of things out there that people put out there, um, but you're experienced in looking for it. You're, you're scouting the talent and opening a door for them to have a, a, a pro job making money. A lot of coaches, um, you know, I, I would say there's a lot of people think that it's about scoring. It's about, right. you know, got to get your numbers up, all that kind of right. stuff. But what we've been through in the pro level in scouting talent and having to sign guys ourselves, what can you speak to that in terms of what you look for um, in a potential pro athlete that you're going to hire? Well, I think, first of all, you know, when you're evaluating uh, players, you have to evaluate them on the, the professional level that you're at. So I right away you know, over the, over the years I've been, been in the NBL Canada, you know, I can see a player and, and evaluate him for a couple of minutes and, and pretty much can tell whether or not he has the skill set to play at our level of professional basketball, you know? So uh, over the past six, seven summers, 
I've been uh, coaching down in, 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 in Las Vegas, you know, in the Global Basketball Summer League. This past summer I was in the, uh, the TBL International Showcase, you know, gaining experience myself as a coach. But I, I tell players often that the, the best player uh, that I saw right off uh, in one of those uh, summer league showcases where guys are trying to get jobs and picked up was a guy that probably took about three or four shots the whole game. You know, uh, he didn't have to come out and, and he didn't come out there and, and shoot 15, 20 shots to get numbers up. I believe he might have been three for five, but he was able to get to his spots and get separation from his defender. Uh, he, he had the athletic ability, you know, he had the, the wings, the wingspan and, and the size for the position that he was. And, but he you could tell that he was a pro. You yeah. Know? So right away, we can tell if you're a pro just based on uh, a player being if efficient in the amount of minutes that they play. So, for example, you may have a guy who plays in the ABA or this or one of these minor leagues and, and say maybe he comes off the bench and he and he's not seeing 30 to 38 minutes a game, but he's seeing 15 to 20 minutes a game. But he's only averaging seven points, seven, eight points, maybe four or five rebounds or whatever it is. Well, then he's shooting, you know, for example, you know, 50 percent in the in the 18 minutes that he's playing. You know, he's only averaged seven points. But, hey, I'm looking for a, 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 a person to, to fill a role here with the Windsor Express. Understand what I'm saying? I'm not looking for somebody who necessarily has to come in and play, and, excuse me, and score 20, 25 points and take a whole lot of shots. That may be not what I'm looking for. I may be looking for a piece to the puzzle, you know. So this guy, although he's only averaging seven points a game, he's a piece to the puzzle that we need. He can defend. He can rebound. He's a good teammate. You know, he doesn't have bad body language. You know, he doesn't have red flags in his in his his uh his character uh history in talking with coaches. He's not a he doesn't have a bad attitude. Those are all the things that we're looking at. We're just not just looking at numbers. If that's the case, then we wouldn't need to scout. We can just go pull up stats from every league, you know, on the internet and say, Okay, give me the give me the leading score. But no, well that that leading score that's averaging twenty seven points a game may not uh, be the type of person that we want in our organization. Understand what I'm saying? No, that's he may, good stuff. He, he may not be a, a, a team player, you know, so we, we want somebody that fits and checks all the boxes. Man, that's really good stuff. And it's really good for players to hear that kind of stuff because, you know, you know, guys I grew up around playing and even players that I've recruited in college and in the pros, like pros maybe have a little more understanding, but um, you know, coming out of college into the pros, people go to combines and they're like, man, I got I got I didn't I didn't play good because I didn't score, you know. Right, or, right. And it's it's a misconception. Um and, you know, my favorite example is Dennis Robin. Yes. <laughs> you yes. know, oh, yeah. oh, he changed yeah. the game, uh two points, thirty-four rebounds, player of the game, you know. And right. so, man, that's really good information that you're sharing, man. And I just really appreciate you so much um just coming on, man, because you know, I know you Carry wisdom, man, and just the things that you shared um, today, you know, I believe really help the listeners, um, athletes, non-athletes, coaches, non-coaches. Um, there's wisdom that you can take across the game and away from the game to apply to your life um, in general, man. So I appreciate your time today, man. Uh, thanks well, thank for letting you me for interview you, bro. Thank oh, you for man. having me. 
no problem, man. It's definitely a pleasure and an honor. Um, thanks for letting me interview you, man. And um, just look forward to continuing to connect with you, man, and following what you're doing, man. It's definitely an, an encourager and, uh, you know, just an uh, honor to be connected with you, bro. Yeah, most definitely, man. I appreciate everything you do, man. Thank you for having me. You know, we're um, always going to be in contact. You my guy. <laughs> Man, I appreciate it, man. It's a true blessing, man. Um, hey, everybody that's listening, just thank you so much for um, tuning in to interview you today. Uh, we've interviewed Scott Newman, um, Windsor Express, Detroit Cobras. Um, check them out. I'll be sharing this episode. You can find it on my website at lewisshine.com. That's lewisshine.com. Um, as well as I'll be posting on my social media. Please follow me on every platform at lewisshine. Um, also, to sponsor an episode, please reach out to me and leave a message, and I'll get back to you. But until then, thanks for tuning in to interview you, and we'll see you on the next episode. Mm -hmm.